In this episode, once again, we speak to Jennifer Streaks. Jennifer is a senior personal finance reporter and spokesperson for the personal finance vertical at Business Insider. She started a career covering personal finance at Black Enterprise Magazine, went on to CNBC, where she covered personal finance, a woman, a woman, and tech, and then Forbes, where she reported on personal finance, business, tech, and money-related matters to the economy, investing, credit, and entrepreneurship. Jennifer is author of Thrive, Affordability, your monthly, month-to-month guide to living your best life without breaking the bank. And today, Jennifer will be talking to us about how we can eliminate debt and save for the summer. Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? Once again, we have the beautiful, the wonderful, the very, very charming of Jennifer Streaks. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back, Jennifer. We had such a fantastic conversation on Friday Feature that I'm delighted to have you back for my talkies. Now, everyone's heard your intro and they know how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. I am the senior personal finance reporter at Insider. And in that role, I cover credit cards, credit card debt, retirement, investing, real estate, just basically how to get your money on track. Fabulous. And that explains why today's topic that we're talking to Jennifer about is how to eliminate your credit card and plan for the summer. So let's get straight into this topic, Jennifer. How do we eliminate credit card debt because a lot of people you know um get stuck in this you know ever this vicious cycle of, of credit card debt they mm-hmm. get one credit card and then they you know transfer the balance into a new one but by the time they transfer the balance to a new one a couple months later the old credit cards built up again so they get That's into right. this you know this awful cycle this vicious cycle and they keep getting more credit cards to transfer balance and they even people consolidated the debt and found that once they're taking all the balance onto this consolidation of debt the credit cards are filled up again. So how do we come out from that? Well, first of all, you need to decide how many credit cards you're going to have. Okay. So if you say, I want two credit cards, three credit cards, let that be it. If you have more than that and you're trying to get out of debt, you need to cut those cards up. Now, for uh, in terms of your credit report, you don't necessarily want to close those credit cards because that affects, that can affect your credit score but you want to cut them up so you don't have access to them anymore to that line of credit to use it and just go right back into debt. Okay. So that's the first thing. Decide how many credit cards you want. Then you have to really start paying them down. We are seeing credit card debt rise or credit card balances rise because people were dealing with inflation mm. and everything, uh, you know, home goods, gas, everything went up. And so because of that, people started using credit. The savings that were accumulated during COVID, were, they're running out. 
So people turn to credit cards. Mm -hmm. But now that inflation is starting to subside just a little bit, things are trying to get back to normal. Focus on getting out of that debt, which means that, you know, finding any extra paying above and beyond what the minimum payment is, especially to start paying down your balances. Okay. So I I might understand that we should have no more than three credit cards at any given moment in time. Any additional cards we should retain on file, but actually physically cut them up so we don't use them. So that's step number one. Step number two is start, take one of the credit cards and start paying off extra above and beyond what's monthly required. Is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. That's the only way you're going to pay it down. The minimum barely attacks the interest. So you're going to have to pay more than that to actually get the balance down, especially if you say you have thousands in credit card debt. If you owe, if your credit card balance is $5,000 and you owe, you know, three grand, you're going to have to pay, you know, pay more than the minimum, especially to get that down. Yeah. And what about, uh, you know, when we, um, when, you know, people say to you, Jennifer, I can barely make the minimum payments. Where am I going to find the extra money to pay off additional amounts? I'm stuck. The reason why I, exactly what you just said, only pay, I only use my credit card because the savings ran out and the, you know, all the, all the thing, the food across the globe, by the way, um, you know, that's something that I've noticed. And I, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't even notice these things because I don't pay much attention to it. And even mm-hmm. I've noticed how much the money has gone up on certain things. And it's not 10%, 20%. Some of the things are 45% or 50%. So they're huge amounts. And so people say, well, you know, the cost of living has gone up so much. I can barely keep on my head above the surface. What do I do, Jennifer? What would your advice be to that? I know, I know it's hard, but it's something that you have to determine to do. Even if you have an extra $10 to add to it, it's mm-hmm. the mindset. It's right. a habit that develops when you say, you know what? I am tired of this debt. I'm tired of this credit card bill coming in here. And the thing is, if you see what your interest rate is on that card, if you continue to make the minimum payment, yeah. eventually the interest is gonna outpace what you're paying. Yeah. So you have to almost get angry about it. And say, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm tired of being in this debt and I'm going to dedicate any extra that I have. It might mean that some nights you don't go out because Mm -hmm. regardless, this is what I find, (laughs) regardless of what people might say about their money troubles and issues, we always find a way to entertain ourselves. Yes. Going out for a drink, grabbing a Starbucks. You know, how many uh, TV subscriptions we have, Hulu, Netflix, whatever. We always find a way that's always around. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to just really hunker down and say, I'm going to cut back on one, two or three of those things. I've had to do it myself. I've got Netflix, Hulu, um, Prime, HBO Max. I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Jennifer, do you do you watch TV even that much? Yeah, And then say you have those things on autopilot, uh, autopilot. Yeah. you know, for Netflix, I'm their best customer. I don't even know what account Netflix is coming out of right now because I have had it so long and that's what they want. Yeah. But if I was in a situation where I really needed to get my finances under control, my budget, my credit card debt, I would need to figure that out. And maybe I don't need Netflix right now because if you think about it, I think Netflix went up. Is it currently? No, we are paying. So I don't know what you guys are paying up, up in in US, but in UK, I'm paying. Um, I think it's eleven ninety nine a month. Eleven ninety nine yeah. pounds. That's about twelve pounds a month. Eleven pounds. Correct. No, twelve. That's eleven or twelve pounds a month. 
Yeah. It went up to like $12 or something like that. And say you have Hulu or say you have door, you're using DoorDash all the time. That's an extra 20 bucks right there to put on your credit card. Yeah. You know, I know someone, he was determined to get out of credit card debt. He got a second job mm-hmm. and that entire second check went on his credit card bill. He did mm-hmm. that. And do you know, he was done paying that credit card off in three months because he wow. took, was it three months, six checks. And every check went right into that credit card payment. And that's how determined he was about it. We do what we want to do. We do what we prioritize. Exactly. We do what we prioritize. So it has to uh-huh. be a priority. It has to be a must, not I should. When you think I should do this, I want to do this, you uh, give yourself a way out. When it's a, a must, I have no option. I have to do it. Then you'll Correct. figure out a way. And I'm so glad you said this about Netflix and so forth. Um, and I'm guilty of this as well. I have Prime and Netflix, but Prime I have for because I've got Amazon Prime. Not to say I would pay extra. I wouldn't actually pay for Prime TV, but I I get it as part of the package with Prime, and I order so much on Amazon. So that's that's another story. Um, but you know, I specifically um, when we do I do something called cash flow mastery, and, and part of that is, you know, we allocate money to paying off debt paying off you know having a you know your money i never call it safety call i don't i never wanted the rainy day because if you if you put money on that boy for the rainy day you will create a rainy day so i always say me <laughs> oh just your mindset right yeah, right yeah. so you know i so we we do that and people when they first say to me they're like but how i am barely i'm barely afloat i'm barely be you know, able to do this and i'm like well you know what Start off with a percentage, start off with 1% or half percent or even a quarter exactly. percent of your income. Start somewhere, build start a habit. Somewhere. So that's one step one. Step number two is figure out what are you spending on? And you'll realize that a lot of the time you are spending at least $10 here, $20 there, $30 here, $5 mm-hmm. here, $2 here. And you don't even know where all this money is going out of your, exactly. your bank accounts. So when you pull all this money together, you will have the additional money to put away into all these five bank accounts. And we talk about giving away to charity. It's just mm-hmm. every time you do it in a particular way, you are expanding your mindset. You're creating an abundant mindset. And that allows you to bring more money in and create more opportunities. Maybe look for a better job or a business. That's right. Or, or as, as a gentleman, you know, took a second job out, get a time and get a second job. So there's ways to increase your income. But mm-hmm. in le- there's no point in you increasing your income if you cannot manage the income you have yeah, at the already. moment. Right. So Correct. the universe will not give you more because you can't really manage what you already have. So That's true. this that is so important true. for us to work on. So you have to, one, make this a priority. It cannot be something, oh, I can't be asked, I can't be asked. It has, you can be asked and you have to sit down and make sure there's a priority. And right. two, you have to, you know, understand, okay, I'm determined to get rid of this debt because without getting rid of the debt, I'm not really going to be financially independent or financially independent, financially stable, financially secure because that debt is there and it's always going to be something that you have to pay, yeah. you know? Um, and so, and it just, that debt, you're just carrying it around, carrying it around and it increases over time. Yeah. So getting out of credit card debt is a priority, um, prioritize it be determined to do it. If you need to take another job, if you need to cut back on things that you're already spending money on, even if you need to negotiate with your creditors and say, I need my interest rate reduced Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm as high as this interest rate is, I'm paying money, I'm paying money, I'm paying money, and I'm not really able to get the balance down as quickly as I would like because of this interest rate. I've been a good customer. I've been paying on time. I've been with you guys for years, X, Y, and Z. I want an interest rate reduction. Every little bit helps. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and when you get out of that credit card that you free up so much money to do other things. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So now that we've talked about eliminated a credit card debt, well, first of all, why should we plan for the summer? And then second question would be, how do you plan for the summer? So let's start by this question. Why do you think we need to plan for the summer? Because the summer can be such a money pit if you allow it. I yeah. mean, you know, the, the weather's great. You can go out, you know, great summer movies, barbecues, summer dresses, traveling, traveling. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to travel for the summer. Oh, my gosh. So there are so many ways to just overspend if you don't prepare, if you don't plan and say, okay, this is these are my goals for this summer. You know, and, and, and it's really important. And the next thing, I think the next question was, how do you plan for the yeah. summer? You sit here and say, what are my goals for this summer? Do I want to travel to, you know, one or two places? Do I want to be able to really spend time with friends? Are there a couple of new restaurants that are opening in my area this summer that I want to be able to try out? Make, what are your goals? And then once you decide and determine what those goals are, then you can budget around them. Okay, if you're in a position where you can do everything that you want to do this summer, great. But if you're not, pick what is pick a few of the things that are important to you and budget around them. I love that. I mean, I I've never thought about planning for summer. This is why I was quite intrigued when you mentioned it. I always talk about planning and budgeting and different things. I'm not a big fan of budgeting. I think you need to make sure that you. Uh, do have a budget, but you are always talking about expanding your income and having fun mm -hmm. money, which is allocating money for for particular thing, occasions like this. Correct. But it makes complete sense that you know not everybody has um, a, a large enough pot to be able to spend how they want in the summer. When you right. are starting out, uh, you know you need to have a smaller budget. It doesn't mean that you can't do anything or you have to say no to your family or children. You just need to budget for it and you need to budget for it and just accommodate for it, for it and plan around it. Because there's you know something that Jim Rohn always said, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Plan but, to fail, exactly. And I but I never thought about planning for something as obvious as something. Now that you say it. And it I always sense. say when you plan to spend, hmm. you won't overspend. Wow. It's of just course. like that's why you go to the grocery store with a list. You ever notice when you don't have a grocery list? You buy everything in the store, okay? <laughs> but when you have a grocery list and you go down your list and that's it, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm prepared for. That's what I budgeted for. And that's it. It's the same thing. It's the same logic. It's summer. Okay, so Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to go to a couple of barbecues or I'm going to host a barbecue. I know that that's going to cost money. Fourth of July is coming up. The family wants to come over, do fireworks, host a barbecue, have some cocktails. Let me budget to host my family for a Fourth of July. Mm. August, I want to travel to wherever, some beach vacation. Let me say, you know, okay, where is that? How far away is that? Is that gonna is that a plane, train, car? Are there tickets involved? Whatever it is, let me plan and budget around that. And, and that's how you're not overwhelmed. That's how you're not, where, where in the world did $300 go this weekend? That doesn't happen because you have a plan. <laughs> I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. 
oh my god that is so so powerful and i love what you just said that if you don't if you fail to plan what you're going to spend you will overspend and i if i look back in my you know my entire life that is 100% true mm-hmm. every time you fail to you know have a, a list or an allocation of some sort you always overspend you always, always. Um, you know, you always, you just think, huh, where did the money go? And I, I had, there's a, there's a famous quote by Robert Babson. He said, tell your dollars where to go rather than asking them later where they went. So (laughs) that is so true. That is so true. And and I I think far too many of us are guilty of asking, where did my money go? I mean, I don't, and what happened to it? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even, we don't even think of ourselves as spendthrifts. Like I was speaking to someone this morning, I was recording a podcast with this really amazing lady and she had a proper addiction to spending. So there was a reason for that. But the average person is not addicted to spending. We're not spendthrifts. We don't go out and splash out on handbags and shoes and whatever else. Right. But we're still, at the end of the month, we're scratching our head like, where did the money go? What happened to it? That's where right. Exactly. And because we don't plan to spend, we overspend and we underestimate what's required for a particular budget and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think that's, I think that, that most people are guilty of that. And you know, just even with me living here in New York, there's so much to do, so much to do. Every weekend I get invitations to, oh, let's go here. Let's go to this restaurant. Let's do this for brunch. Let's go look at this. And I, I put myself, I'm like, look on the weekend, you know, Saturday, I go to the gym. Sunday is a total relaxed day. Get ready for the upcoming work week. Friday, I will go out and that's it. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not out the whole weekend Yeah, because that's, money the whole weekend yeah you know and whether you know and whether i am able you know to do that financially comfortably or not i just don't want to spend money like that i don't want if the whole weekend i'm in my wallet i don't want that hmm. so i go out once over the weekend then and that's it for me and i'm and i'm fine with that <laughs> you know but that that's how i handle you know social activities here in the city, because if you want to spend money in New York, you can spend money all day, every day here. 24-7, I know. 24-7. <laughs> There's a saying people here say, you know, every time I go outside, it's $100. <laughs> and that's when you go out, all of a sudden you come back, you're like, well, where did this money go? Because you yeah. stopped buying, got coffee. You got a slice of pizza. You might have got on the train for something. Then you ran into your friend and had drinks or you ran by the store and bought this real quick. The next thing you know, you ran through a hundred dollars and didn't even on nothing on nothing, you know, too. So I'm just, I'm just very, I pay attention to my money. Hmm. And I think that's so important. Far too many of us we ignore money and I talk about mm-hmm. I, I mean I talk about making my money your best friend and one of the aspects for that is to have respect for it but That's if right. we don't if we don't spend it correctly how are we respecting money we're not respecting it at all I'm not asking and you neither are you asking you know this anybody to be a, you know to be a miser or to be a scrooge mm-hmm. or to hold on and you know in a thing that pressures me pressures me pressure you know and nothing of the sort but you need to respect money to spend it in the way that mm-hmm. it, that reflects your intellect and your ability. I think the most intelligent people can be so you know frivolous with money and That's unintentionally right. too. Um, and so pay this, attention to it and plan. 
Pay yeah. attention to it and plan. And let's add on top of this, it doesn't matter where your income bracket is. Because I've seen, because I work with some people, you can earn six figures a year, you can earn That's seven right. figures a year, you can even need earn eight figures a year. I promise you, if you don't know how to manage money, the amount of money you get will not reflect in your net worth because you'll spend right. it, get rid of it all. So you have to start managing money. And I think the universe is quite clued up. So if you, unless you can manage six figures, Seven mm-hmm. figures are hard to come. There are a few people who managed to get to that that figure, but they come back down very quickly. That's and right. Then, and I don't know anybody who gets to the eight figure mark without having to be able to handle seven figures because the, the more money you have, the more responsibility comes with the income managing. Yeah, the more money and you there spend. There was an article I read um, stating that half the people, fifty percent of the people living in New York, cannot afford to live here. Wow. Fifty percent of the people living here cannot afford to live in New York. So how are so they that, doing then? That, so that's across the spectrum from the highest of the high yeah. to the lowest of the low, because you could be making high six figures. You could be bringing in a million, $2 million a year. But if you got a $3 million apartment, yeah. if you got the Benz and the Range Rover, if mm. you got every Amex card, if you're going out to eat every night, you know, and, and every night is the dinner is three, four, five hundred dollars. And people spend like that here. People come to New York City, they want that lifestyle. Mm. So, so but you you burning through money, you burning through money. I mean, I think it doesn't if you don't respect money, then money mm-hmm. will leave you irrespective of how much you make. The most prominent example of that is Mike Tyson. He oh. he's he was he was broke. And I mean, uh, irrespective of how you think of him, you know, his personal life, and I'm not here to judge. And so therefore, I have the utmost respect for the individual. He was an amazing mm-hmm. athlete, and let's give him right. the respect that he deserves. But he was an awful, awful, when he was awful with his money. He did not he know how to manage it. around him. He didn't have the right he didn't, resources. But- but it's your either. I know we can we can say that, but I think it's if you have money, then it's your again it comes to respect. It's your responsibility to educate yourself mm-hmm. and make sure that you do have the right sort of team members to support you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he spent himself, and God knows what happened to him in his personal life. So we're not here to unpack that. Mm-hmm. But again, if it's your money, it's your responsibility. It's sure. you know it, you yeah. need to educate yourself, or somehow you need to support, you know you need to respect your money. Otherwise. Money does exactly that. It leaves you. It leaves you. That's right. And it this is what happened. And we've got so many examples of that, uh, you know, around us. And you know, pe- you know, and again, same thing that goes with um, people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. If they're not able to respect the money that's been handed to them through mm-hmm. generations, you know, from the parents and so forth, you find that they end up losing, of, or at least of losing course. their health, or sacrificing something else because they're not able to again respect money and spend it in the way that it they needs to be spent. For it. They didn't build it. No, so they I didn't mean, put the sweat. They didn't sweat to get it. So yeah. that's why. I think the the for my because I've worked with so many seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs now, and mm-hmm. the ones who come through generational wealth tend to keep it. Only those whose parents have actually taken the the time to educate the children about mm-hmm. money, to teach them about the ethics of you know working ethics, about you know you know what it requires to be wealthy, how to manage money, how to spend money, and not to be misers, mm-hmm. but at the same time not to be you know overly you know spent overly and and to take it for granted. And the ones who are not able to give those part those values on, especially the respect for money are the ones who lose it, are the ones who right. go off the rails and who don't, you know, don't end up doing much work. And, you know, they end up just riding around the cars and, you know, and spoiling the life actually generally. It's it's, it's the, the complete opposite. So Correct. it's, again, doesn't matter whether you come for money or not, 
you need to expect money. Yeah, that's true. You need to take it upon yourself, even if all of a sudden you had this windfall, all of a sudden, you know, your business just does exceedingly well in a few months. You, You need to say, oh, I've gotten this money. I've gotten this, you know, sum of money. I need to think about the best way to use this money to my advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, you see I'm, so many people, as soon as they get money, the first thing they do is they run out and buy a car. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Why Why do that? Why not, you know, save half of it first? Pay any bills you've ever had with the next 25%. Mm-hmm. And then have 25% left to do what you want to do with it. Yeah. But people don't, you know, you have to take the responsibility part of it first. 100%. And coming back to the point we said earlier, if you're not able to manage small amounts of money, the universe will not trust you with large amounts of money. It will test you with, you know, can you manage this? Can you handle this? Can you handle this? And they will go up in those increments. But every time when you've gone from here to there, very in a short span of time, very few people are able to manage that kind of money mm-hmm. and right. more than likely than not they lose it the first time around but then obviously mm-hmm. they make it again and the second time around they're able to save it and keep it in, you know invest in whatever else but if when there's a big jump quickly they tend to lose lose it because they're not able to they're not lottery able to, winners you know, yes and yes. that's a prime example they yes. go they night was it 80 percent or 90 percent i can't remember that the high percent it was a very high percentage within five years that so they're either back to where they started broke. or some are you know not even broke they're actually bankrupt they go go they file for bankruptcy yeah so it's and it's it doesn't matter what the amount was it could be two million or 200 million it doesn't yes. matter the amount and you think yeah. you scratch your head, and think how can someone spend two hundred million in five years? You can, you, but, can, you can find it. <laughs> you yeah, can find something exactly. to spend money on. Yeah, I think this is this is where I think it comes back to planning to spend your money. It doesn't matter how much you have. Showing the universe you can respect it, and actually showing money that you can respect it, and not not saying that you don't enjoy you you enjoy your life. You go out on Fridays and enjoy your mm-hmm. life, but you plan mm-hmm. for it. You incorporate it into exactly. your life. Yeah. You're not but just going you know, people don't understand too, you know, just even going back to the universe or whatever faith it is that you have, it wants you to be comfortable. That's the first reason yeah. why we're not I don't believe anyway that we're put on this earth to struggle. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent decisions yeah. that we make having free will and all the decisions that we make put us in a position of struggle, but the universe will come through. Sometimes that lump sum comes throughout the blue to try to, and it's like, I'm trying to do something to help you Mm. to to put you on a path of financial stability and security to, so that you're comfortable because that's really what I want for you. Mm. But then you do something that just, you know, negates what it is I'm trying to do. Yeah. And that's when you, that's what you're showing the universe when you don't handle your money correctly and that's why you struggle or why you don't get those opportunities are few and far in between, you know? So correct. So that's why when you get money, though, I don't care if it's a lump sum, I don't care if it's a paycheck, what, however your income is set up, the first thing you do with that money is you take care of your financial security and comfort. Mm-hmm. You have invest in your 401k, your emergency fund, whatever that is to make sure that you are financially set and okay. That's the first thing you do. My dad would tell me that all the time. When I first started working, I was in my 20s. He said, Jennifer, when you get paid, first thing you do, you pay everything that is related to your home, your rent, electric, gas, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Make sure you go to the grocery store, pay all your bills first, Hmm. save your money. And then what you have left is what you go out with. Hmm. You take care of your responsibilities and your financial security first with any money you have. 100%, 100%. So let's wrap this up, Jennifer. What's your parting comments about you know, let's 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 bring you back together to eliminating debt and planning for mm-hmm. some The first thing, I mean, everybody should try to be debt free. Unless, I mean, of course, you know, you're talking about a mortgage, even a car note. I always say, if you want to be broke, have a car note because that because <laughs> that's just unnecessary. But strive to be debt free. It frees your money up for so many other things. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have more money to save. You have more money to take care of yourself. Even when you're in debt, it can affect your health care. It can affect your insurance options. You know, all these, some, some of these places now, they run credit, credit checks now for various things. So getting out of debt is like one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I'll add to that, that, you know, the, the one beautiful comment you said today was, if you fail to you know, plan to spend, you're going to overspend. And that's I think right. that's, if you take away that one comment, it will change your financial life for good. Mm-hmm. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your insights with us today. Tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Okay, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's at jstreaks. LinkedIn is Jennifer Streaks. And you can also go to insider.com slash personal finance to see all of my articles and everything that I'm doing at Insider. Fabulous, wonderful. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, then the links for Jennifer would be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to her as well. She is one kick-ass lady and I'm sure she can help you really rebuild your finances, especially if you have issues with debt or you want to get some extra support with your finances then check out her blogs and her articles and I'm sure you you find them very insightful. Well, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest with Jennifer. It's been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to me and Jennifer today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time, me, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.